I'm Jake Rodkin. <laughs> I'm Nick Brown. <laughs> I'm Nick Brown. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Alabama's punchy cast by a yeah. bunch of sad, malnourished yeah. people yeah, who just kidding. finished a week of game developing. I don't Games, video 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 games. It's Q1 2009. Mass Effect footage leaked. Noby Noby Boy headed to iPhone and Ratchet and Clank sequel announced. This is the fourth Idle Thumbs Conf Grenade, and I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. And we're joined to get, well, first of all, Nick's back, so that's pretty yeah, hey, awesome hey, after I'm, a week of not being here. Yeah, and I'm like a guest, that, sort And then of. don't do that, Duncan. And that's Duncan Fife. <laughs> I'm back for another podcast. Hells yeah. It's a Conf Grenade. I'm sorry. A Conf Grenade. <laughs> all is forgiven. <laughs> that's okay, yeah. So, um, welcome back, Nick. Thanks. What have, the fuck have you been doing for the last five I don't days know. when we haven't seen you? I don't know. I, I woke up uh, in the middle of a conference. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah? Game developers were confirmed. Yeah. And you woke up in their midst. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I saw all the uh, talks that uh, were for the big games. You know, the blockbusters. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. Well, we saw. So, uh, I saw like three about Far Cry Two. So. Oh yeah. Well, a, I mean, I, I said big games. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! Yeah. How were those? Because I didn't see them, and I, I really uh, wish I could have. The Clint Hawking one was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other ones were were cool, but the Clint Hawking one I thought was like really really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was actually. I mean, we talked about this already, so we yeah, I, I, about I, it again. I, yeah. Was there any stuff you saw that that? Uh, uh yeah. I, the um. Actually, the the best talk I saw was uh, Jeff Kaplan's uh, World of Warcraft talk, which I thought was really? just going to be a fairly straightforward thing. But he was really candid about the game and about Blizzard's sort of approach. And I actually brought a quote from his thing that I sort of wanted to read. Do you have that available? Yes, I do. I have it right here. Well, hey, look at this. Uh, Nick my device. prepared and everything. You used yeah, those five days to prepare I'm, I'm my, for this podcast. I'm my A game for the games. All right. <clears throat> Make sure to... Yeah, this was, um, this was in the middle of a, a talk which was more or less uh, centered around... Uh, uh, quests, World of Warcraft quests, um, and uh, he was sort of listing off, you know, flaws, mistakes that that, that he was sort of admitting to uh, that, that you know are still present in World of Warcraft. And this one, this the subtitle of this uh, section was called "Too Long Didn't Read," and it was more or less a rant. And so I'll just read it. Um, he said, "I'm as guilty as, uh, of this as anyone else. We're so fortunate and privileged to work in a medium that is not only an art." but a revolutionary interactive form of entertainment. It's unfortunate to see so many games try to be what they're not, including our game at times. Uh, of course, we should embrace the concept of story, art, literature, film, song. They've all embraced stories well, but they all tell it in their own unique way. Um, I, what? 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 No, I, no, no, no. No, keep no. Keep, okay. <laughs> this has nothing to do with you. Okay. <laughs> Good day, Nick. You're giving me weird looks. All right. Uh, I feel like we need to deliver our story in a way that is uniquely video game. We need to engage our audience by letting them be the hero or villain or the victim. Uh, art, film, literature, they're tools, but we need to engage our players in sort of an inspiring experience. And sooner, the sort of, sooner we accept that, uh, that we are not Shakespeare, Scorsese, Tolstoy, or the Beatles, the better off we are. Um, and then he summed it up by saying, basically, I'm speaking to the Blizzard guys in the back. We need to stop writing a fucking book in our game because nobody wants to read it. Which I thought was interesting coming from uh, Jeff Kaplan, who was the you know lead on... World of Warcraft for the why, longest time. Why is that interesting? Like, in well, that I mean, well, I mean, it is, but I'm... I'm it's interesting that he holds that view, and yet it is a fucking book in that game. You know, I right. mean, like, every quest, you know, yeah. it's just this lengthy text that I'm not interested in, and he clearly doesn't 
seem interested in it either. Um, Just imagine if they cut down on that text, they could have like 10 million people playing that game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, he, 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 Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, it was, uh, it was cool. He was really candid about everything. So, yeah. I mean, didn't I heard he also said though? I mean, people just kind of want. I mean, it's fair enough that he says that. But is World of Warcraft going to be a game that tells a story in any interesting way, like ever? I mean, what possible mechanism could could you use in that game without completely just changing the entire way that it that it delivers story to your character without just okay? I guess I'll just tell yeah. you this quest more concisely. Like, what what yeah, possible other? I mean, I I think I think his answer might be that. You know, the in that game, especially the the story is sort of told by the player in the sense that you know it's a social experience and you're sort of creating your own mm. thing. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it'll be he's he's now you know the lead on their unannounced MMO, so it'll be right. interesting to see how that opinion sort of shapes there. Because yeah, I I I can't imagine that uh, uh, we'll see a lot of text in that game after that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, sweet. So yeah. Any other cool stuff? You seem to pretty much have gone to like a totally different track of stuff than we did. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing you like running into you at all. So you must have um, seen other different weird things. I went to the uh, demise of flagship uh, talk. Oh yeah, I actually did yeah. go to part of that. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. yeah. That was so. I mean, I don't it know seemed if you really about it already, but no. yeah, no, we didn't talk about it. No. There was. Uh, it seemed basically. Like... Well, I mean, basically, just to sum up the talk, I mean, the one key. Uh... <laughs> Jake is so bored by what I'm saying. He's reading a newspaper. He's reading our newspaper. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to look something up. Sorry, I don't He's mind. Reading the hot okay. news. Uh, go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, I mean the the one thing you said that that was sort of the killer of that uh, the project was um, not uh, <laughs> not uh, uh, getting venture capital. Um, it, right. They denied the you know the. They didn't take he said the he, money. They could have raised maybe like you know yeah. twenty five thirty million dollars at some point and uh, chose not to take that, um, which was sort of his big takeaway. But yeah, I, I remember I what, was I was there when he said something like, "If someone ever offers you money, take it." Yeah. But then he also said, "Don't uh, like accept every sponsorship deal because you'll end up having fucking twenty logos on the back of your box, and all the right. people whose logos are on the box will want you to do something for them." Yeah. Uh, probably both valid things to bear in mind. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was pretty amusing. He was like listing off all the mangas and like random yeah, right. they London had all these weird tie-ins. Yeah, like before their game even had fucking any awareness. Yeah, yeah. That studio is a such an amazingly huge miscalculation. Yes, in so many ways. Jake is like <laughs> separating the paper into pages. I don't really know what's going on. He's writing something out of a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> all right, he's hideous. Uh, <laughs> Cool. Anyway, yeah. So, what did you guys do today? I mean, like, what? Uh... Jake and I hung out in the expo hall for a bit, where we finally got to play on live, which yeah. we speculated oh, yeah. about in the earlier podcast. Uh, well, Jake can talk about that in a bit, but I was the best part. Oh, there were what six terminals playing a couple of games, and the only one that was available uh, for us was Lego Batman, um, possibly nice. because it was That's like fun. it wasn't Crisis or Burnout right. Paradise. And the best part of playing Lego Batman was discovering that we could uh, quit out of Lego Batman and play something else. <laughs> <laughs> did you play something else? Yes, yeah, we, did. we played Burnout Paradise. Hey, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, the fact that you could quit, the fact that you could quit out of a game and load another game was exciting because Lego Batman, mm. which is probably good. But uh, 
It was. It was a. Uh, did you did it? Did you quit out front? Like, was that all through the online interface? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just yeah. wired up to a console controller. It was using the micro console, the little the dongle. Yes, the dongle. Uh, so, I you love know, I mean, you just press, It was. It was. They were using the Logitech uh, Xbox 360 knockoffs. Or, uh, okay, the ones yeah, with, sure. Yeah, whatever. I, I also noticed. Well, I think uh, they have their own proprietary controller. They, they used they that do. when I when okay. I was there. They had it uh, on the show floor, encased in a glass podium. Oh, yeah, we were using. <laughs> the we weren't allowed to touch it. I guess. All right. Well, weird. But yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty amazing how fluid it, and nice it was to press the little, you know, whatever the equivalent of the Xbox 360 button in the middle of the controller was. Have the, the what's the damn thing called? On live. Yeah, sorry, I don't know nouns. <laughs> have the on live interface pop up, and uh, super fluidly quit out of that game. Uh, select Burnout Paradise, transition in, have like the sort of full screen animation and video stuff never stopped even when it was loading up yeah. Burnout Paradise's initial data because. All this stuff is obviously being streamed off of a server that's way larger than it needs to be. Uh, and then Burnout Paradise ran. Um, uh, Burnout, it, it felt a little bit laggy to me when I was playing it. Yeah, um, yeah. It, you, can, you can detect it. It, yeah. Feels, yeah. it feels like I was playing Burnout Paradise on a PC that was below spec to run it. In term, you know how like when your right. PC is yep. like, like a year out of date, it's just a little bit shitty? Except that the graphics looked way better than any <laughs> PC I've ever played that game on. Right. So yeah, yeah. it's this weird combination, um, which actually did give me hope, though, because... Uh, unless they suddenly decide they're going to bump up the thing to 1080, uh, it feels like there's two separate constraints. There's the actual rendering constraint on the server side, and then there's right. the streaming. And uh, 480i and 720p are going to stay the exact amount of bandwidth uh, as long as those formats exist. It's going to take you know, this, this many uh, K per second to right. stream a frame of this. So uh, the, the server side rendering seemed to be not a problem. It seemed like the problem was the internet lag, which was causing right. that little bit yeah, of delay. Of right. And that's the part that I think is going to get removed more easily over time. As those systems just become... As, I mean, just as just, people, as you get faster DSL, as you right, have a better right. cable modem in your house, whatever. I mean, it seemed, it seemed really reasonably close to good. Um, and I think more casual people wouldn't mind because uh, yeah. it does feel like you just have a slightly less good PC. Um, I have no idea if... if on live will actually work or become real, but just just seeing that that, that this technology exists at all, even like taking it one step from from in theory to in yeah, actual right. limited use practice means even if even if this particular service bombs out or if they can't quite deliver it, the technology is is so close and or actually exists. Just knowing that is right. cool. So like someone will get something like this out sometime in the next few years. It seems like. Yeah, there's still a like, better there's still a better part of a year away from actually launching the thing. Right. Um but I mean it's just it's just nice to see that sort of this has actually been successfully broken open like right. and now right, hopefully right, right. hopefully many things like it uh or they themselves will start spilling out and becoming successful because it is a cool piece of tech. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was really impressed that it actually worked, you know, at <laughs> yeah. all. Yeah. Like you it's know? not it's not right. perfect, but it's way better than you think it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet that if they had been showing that stuff in SD, it would have been I mean, it would have looked like SD, but right. Yeah, I mean, I played Bioshock on it, and I don't know. I, I my my impressions. I, I I think I got sort of like a like a there was a moment where I was playing and, and the internet quality dropped or something because I I went back and like looked at bur people playing Burnout and stuff and it didn't look as bad as as what I was playing, but Bioshock looked really compressed at times. Weird. Um, maybe the internet did just crap out. And it I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Some horrible. But it, it just made me think. You know, I don't know if I personally maybe, would ever. Maybe it's also that Bioshock that is noticeably way more muted uh, and sort of monochromatic <sighs> and dark in its color. Palette. Yeah, it's, it's very like dark. When like when you're watching an on-demand yes. film. Uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah, nighttime scene. Yeah, it really highlighted yeah. all the blocky artifacts, artifacts yeah, and that's yeah. true. Yeah. 
So I mean, hopefully that's yeah. not real. Yeah. And Good thing very few video games use dark color palettes, and, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Browns and and kind of yeah yeah, yeah. shadows. It's fortunate. Because yeah, like oh, Doom, Doom Three would be the worst game to play because it's all <laughs> right. dark and red. Like two things that will just make yeah. a video compressor poop itself. Right. Yeah. So, why does Why does Red do that, Jake? Do you know? You know about videos? I probably should know why Red is retarded, but I don't. Yeah, that's I always wondered mm-hmm. that. It's just dumb. Well, we don't know, guys, listeners. <laughs> it's a mystery to us. Right yeah. in. Yeah. Well, on live. What mm. a weird thing. Yeah. Someone's trying to do it. We were also sitting in the expo hall uh, about 10 minutes later at 3 p.m. when a voice came over the uh, loudspeaker or whatever and said, the expo hall is now closing. And everyone started to pack up their shit and tear down their posters. And it was a sad moment. <laughs> yeah, it's always weird to be in a trade show hall when it closes. Yeah, it is really weird. The, on the last day yeah. of the show, because it's like, the show is closed. <laughs> like, just the <laughs> walls are just torn apart. And suddenly yeah, yeah. it just looks like you're in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Right. Like, the guy yeah. guy goes by sort of catamarying up the, the, the floor, the floor <laughs> right, carpets. Yes. And it's just, yeah. what the hell? I'm just I in always... a shitty old warehouse. This is weird. All the doors, like, shut simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> All the lights, just the red yeah, lights come on. It yeah. looked really bad because yeah. OnLive supplied the lighting. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> oh, ouch. Well, they're red. <laughs> and super, super dark. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always <laughs> wish when that happens that I wasn't in the... Well, when the guy tries to trap me in the room, I always wish I wasn't in there. But, no, but when, the, when they shut, when you get to that moment... The you magic the is thing, lost. Well, I always just... It's always just like really shitty. It's just like, yeah, this is a, not <laughs> an enjoyable environment like, to be The suspension in. of disbelief of the conference is just like, <laughs> right. it's gone. You're just like, whoa, what? Wait a yeah. minute. These yeah. are just shitty carpets and like a pole holding up this <laughs> sign. I thought it was a cool booth. Right, Wait, exactly. What the hell? This is I just... thought this company had some weird little like uh, storefront thing in the middle of this room. Like, obviously you don't think that, but there's like, you know, that shit looks way more permanent than it really is. Right. Like, right. Especially the big companies like Sony and Nintendo and stuff. They always have these like fucking buildings in the middle of the Right, and then the building. guy just sort of and pops it off and, and it the just walls looks like, just go. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the closing just... of Disney World or something. Like, right. you know, Mickey yeah. takes off his thing and, yeah. GDC, it's just like Disney World until yeah. it closes. <laughs> it was like Disneyland. Or well, level design is like Disneyland as I didn't learn when I missed that talk. I also missed that talk. Oh, I, heard that, talk I, I heard that the, uh, oh, the... Scott Rogers uh, yeah. from... I don't remember what company he works at. He, he worked on God of War and Maximo, uh, and he gave a talk on why level design, uh, everything he knew about level design, he learned from Disneyland. Apparently, oh. that talk was full out the door. And yeah, we go, yeah that's what I heard. Yeah. Oh, really? So, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this conference report brought to you by Idle Thumbs. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? What happened? What happened? Mm. Well, I can't talk. Yeah. We had some sandwiches today during lunch. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I had turkey. Sandwiches. God, there was some gross lunch yesterday. The fucking there was like some kind of pasta, pasta? pesto thing. I think that made yeah. everybody sick because yeah. I saw I, like I was I couldn't even fucking eat it. Yeah, it was the grossest. It was it was, shit. It was like radioactive green. Yes. I was like, why are a bunch of game designers like was... eating something that's like it looks like it's toxic? And... Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that but that's just like sponsored the universal lunch. color of it was, <laughs> right exactly. Yeah, uh, Vault Tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <fun laughs> pasta Half Life Goo pasta, pasta snack or something. Yeah, yep. it was like green goo with flex in it. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be uh... a <laughs> green. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be pesto. I was actually was. sick yeah. for half of yesterday. So, oh, did you eat that pasta? 
No, I, I felt terrible after I ate that pasta. Yeah. I, Chris, you went back to get three different lunches, <laughs> but but all of them had the same pasta. I know. I kept going back to the lunch thing and taking and trying to go in a different route so they wouldn't notice me, just like marching off with an increasing number you of lunches. Yes, I did. That's well, awesome. it was fucking gross. It was seriously like nauseating. Um, yeah. Jake is just re- back to reading the newspaper. Yeah. So I I, I love the news. <laughs> he loves news. We can't entertain Jake. News. I talked to uh, Todd Hollinshead the other day, uh, the CEO of id Software, and uh, it sounds like they're really pleased with how many people are playing it, and apparently they're actually going to Wait, move on to, to... Playing what? Playing Quick Live, you mean? Live. Oh, what did I say? You didn't, you didn't say, say anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Quick Live. launched in there. <laughs> He's really satisfied with how they're playing, and anyway, uh, yeah, Quick Live... It's a secret on He yeah. said they're, gonna, they're thinking of moving on to Wolfenstein Enemy Territory Live. Um, after, right, I mean, yeah. that'll be a, little, a ways down the road, I they think you said. About, but, yeah, maybe doing that. Yeah, yeah and uh, but a bunch more stuff on iPhone as well, like um, right. uh, Wolfenstein and Doom and all this other crap. Yeah, Which they is, announced Wolf 3D. It's oh, out. That's you, can, a, you can buy it now. There. Oh, yeah, you're right. You can, you, you can buy that. Yeah. yeah, then they're putting the RPG on there as well. Yeah, and um, uh, Wolf 3D, I guess, is on uh, Xbox Live. But it was just interesting to me to see this company, id, which is kind of one of those classic sort of long-time PC independent studios that just every few years releases some big thing. or I mean, it's now been, what, like, five years? Right, they have them now suddenly be like, our entire back catalog is going right. on the internet like all and all consoles. These, yeah, yeah, all these weird little things for portables and phones it's and probably cool. web browser. No, I mean, no, it's cool. I mean, it, it allows them to at least, like, work on things that have smaller development cycles and, and get some, like, alternative revenue streams coming in. And it keeps yeah. their fairly notable back catalog alive. That's true, yeah. I think it's just Carmack back there just kicking ass right it also might just yeah, be I, just, I, I mean i, I, I well, like i i've I, discovered the iphone sdk <laughs> well i think there's <laughs> i saw one report i think he uh they thought it was going to take like two or three weeks to to port wolf to uh iphone and carmack did it in like three days or something like he just like <laughs> nice. in his spare time yeah but uh yeah. Yeah, he's all over that stuff yeah. yeah it seems like it seems like he really gets something out of like uh gets a kick out of the weird sort of working to a really constrained spec Mm-hmm. Like trying to just squeeze something out of that. Well, I mean, that yeah. sort of always was his thing with older yeah. systems, and uh, I mean, he still squeezes things out of a constrained spec that just happened to be fucking ridiculous new graphics cards. But I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he really likes being able to go back to a thing that has way shittier limitations, like whatever right. he was coding cutting edge engines for ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's cool. Yep. Also, it's weird that fifteen years ago could be said in terms of John Carmack and coding three D things. Yeah, mm. it's weird. It is weird. Games are old. Mm. They're not that old. Good old games. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. Man, it's, uh, speaking of like good old games, not that game, not that specifically, but just all the PC digital distribution stuff. Nick, you probably have gotten this too. I feel like at this point, every fucking week, there's like more one-upmanship from either like no, oh, yeah, uh, Impulse. What are they? Uh, Stardock or. Uh, Valve or basically Games for Windows. Yeah, those guys just like back and forth all the goddamn oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about Games for Windows live on this podcast this week? I don't even remember. I don't think. I don't so. remember. Yeah, I think Nick and I both. Last. both yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Nick and I both did interviews. I think with yes. those guys this week. Yeah. And uh, it's really weird talking to those God, guys. That's weird. 
like every they're time the weird, they're the weirdest like ven like it's just it's like a Kubrick movie I don't know you know what I mean what? like what? you're walking down a hotel <laughs> hall and you open it and somebody like opens the door for you slowly and says like come in sir and just, oh like, I thought you said a Kubert movie oh no <laughs> no 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 Kubrick yeah. it's like that sweet Kubert adaptation no no man that was crazy it was exactly like this time I interviewed uh, the Games for Windows executives <laughs> so confused they swore so you're a walking lot. down a hallway it's made of sort of isometric diagonally right, yeah, stacked I'm cubes out of my head and then yeah. a spring guy comes out it's weird. <laughs> no, that was the strangest interview I ever did. Yeah. Really informative, though. <laughs> anyway, it's like a Kubrick movie. Yeah. The people are always fun. <laughs> fun guys, you know? <laughs> like... I don't know, like, they, what, they switch that, them. What is they, that, that, that guy? I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that one guy. He's so oh, fun. Yeah, that Chris was so gonna, fun. like, pick up there, you know? No. On the fun, I don't know what to say about they're so fun. They're fun well, guys. They're I, fun. I don't want to. I don't know, like what. I don't want to call them them out for being for weird. Being fun. They're, 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 for being a fun guy. To I don't be know. Around. Like the last time, I, <laughs> the, it was babies. This, it was a. They think movie. they're fun. They're, oh god, man, Nick is pooping all over Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, see, there. I don't know. You're they're, making me do this. I'm you're, not making you do this. Shutting up, and then you're letting me like hang myself. Is what this is. Well, I thought they were pretty fun guys. No, I don't know. They're fine. Like they're just dudes who run a thing. It's not that. It's not that the guys are weird. It's just that the like. It, they don't. They seem to just sort of inevitable, like sort of continually put off uh, things that they seem to say they're working on. Like yes, that's my yeah. games for Windows. Like I mean, I'm glad they're something's sort of always coming. Like, exactly right. It's always like so. When are you guys gonna? I don't know. Kind of make this competitive with stuff. It's like well, you know, don't have infinite resources, but mm -hmm. things will be happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they're that they're in that space. I mean, at least it's providing some like. Uh, there, there's at least more competition now going on. Like that, that causes guys like Stardock and Valve to go and and add more shit to their services. So I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, right. Because I mean, because Microsoft does have such strong, such a strong parallel service on on Xbox. Um, it just isn't. It seems like they could bring out a stronger one. Right. On no, PC I know. I agree. If they it's wanted just, to. Yeah, but if I, I wonder, <laughs> like, I wonder if I wonder if you know if Valve and and uh, Stardock are sort of looking at that and and kind of like trying to imagine what their schedule is and going like man like what if they bring right. over like i don't know a client that works like that'd be cool i mean bad for us let's try to implement a new feature i don't know like it's weird that the games for windows client still doesn't let you actually look at who's online or like yeah. send a message or something like that's really bizarre to me but i mean i i don't know they did they did tell me they're working on getting rid of the friends limit right but that might be another thing where six months later i ask them about it again and they're like mm -hmm winking at like, yeah. you know they're always like we've got some stuff in the pipe mm -hmm. we got we got some stuff going on they've got some stuff in the pipe for sure microphones kind of take saucy looks <laughs> <laughs> that's true we just had a saucy look uh bonanza going on right now yeah. um it was great we're still doing it <laughs> okay yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so oh, it's not oh. the end of the week uh, let's take yeah. a break oh really okay Wait, did you have something to say? I can just say something. I can say it after the break. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back. All right. Hideo games. Oh, snap. Speaking of twos. And hearts. Some dude saw some Army of Two, Two, Two. Well, I wasn't actually going to talk about Army of Two, Two, Two first. I thought you were. Uh, I was going to talk about a panel I saw today. Oh, we'll do that. Uh, which is called the Human Play Machine. Yeah, speaking of hearts. That sounds hardcore. The, speaking, of the hearts, seg there. speaking of hearts, the Human Play Machine. Part machine, part human. Play. All play. <laughs> 
Uh, it's, it was by. It sounds like a cyborg, like a Cytex cyborg <laughs> mouse. It was, I was surprised when we couldn't see. We thought there was no speaker there, but then a voice showed up, and we, we had to stand and look over the podium, and uh, there was a little Cytex cyborg mouse there with some conference notes <laughs> and uh, a little PowerPoint clicker. So it was a weird talk. No, it was by someone whose name I don't know. He used the D-pad on his own chassis gonna, to change the yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. The Cytex cyborg comes with all these things. It was using the the uh, sort of size adjusting uh, servo to create human speech to synthesize right. speech. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the laser engine for the laser pointer. Yeah, it was, it was fucking crazy yeah. speech. Uh, the human play machine by Cytex Cyborg. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, at this point in the recording, the noise you have undoubtedly found increasingly annoying began to dominate more and more of the audio, much like the spread of that crazy alien architecture in Half-Life 2. We will try to salvage any remaining clean portions of this podcast. Our deepest apologies for any inconvenience this may cause. We would like to extend a full refund to all of our customers. Thank you for your patronage. We hope you continue to enjoy Idle Thumbs. But it's it's the game. The, the point of the game Sounds is basically like game. Yeah, it does. <laughs> your two guys from Army of Two, the first one, are in Shanghai, I think. Mm -hmm. And yes. uh, there's some kind of crazy disaster going on, and you don't really know what it is yet. But but it's to the point where it looks like the city's under attack or something. And I like the concept of the game, which is okay. If you're going to make a game about fucking things exploding and everything exploding and buildings exploding, I like that the concept of this game is you are essentially just trying to get out of it. Like it's it's hmm. uh, it's not like you're necessarily in the middle of a war. I mean, or maybe your you side are, is like causing it or yet. whatever. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. Like uh, it seems unclear what what actually is going on in the game. And I, I think they're doing that deliberately. Well, and then, I mean, they they cited Cloverfield as their inspiration. Yeah, I haven't seen that, so I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, they did mention that with me as well, but I wasn't sure what that implied. But it's pretty obvious, I mean, when you're from watching it. I mean, the, the jets and things exploding. Yeah, but isn't Cloverfield, there's a monster attack? There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, so, know, you don't well, know that for a too. long time. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, That's the last level. Is <laughs> Oh, really? Okay, see, I didn't, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so sure. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a cool concept for a game. And it, it is like yeah. along the way you get, I mean, it's not a brilliant thing. It's, no, I mean, it's not, but it, it, it does, it does look unique guys as a video game. People, like whatever. Sure. They, they did. They, have, they might as well be doing it t totally on their own and not at the request of a military. Well, there are dudes who try to call you for contract things like because you're in the, they, you guys are there. You are mercenaries. So, I mean. So it's like mercenaries. <laughs> Not really. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean no, call not you really. in the middle of a job. You're like, guys, I'm on a mission. <laughs> God's sake. But anyway, it looked cool. I like. I just like a game that tries to do more with like interaction between cooperative characters. I mean, yeah. in Army of Two, the first one, they Army of Army one. of One. Jesus, <laughs> I, they may have gone a little overboard in weird ways. And I mean, I asked them about that. How do you know when yeah. something is interesting, cooperative, and how do you know when it's overbearing, and how do you know when it's just sort of so meaningless as to the point where no one will bother doing it. And right. it sounds like they're trying to work on that a lot more. And I suspect someone whose whole thing is putting interpersonal interaction in video games, probably that will be a focus of his. I don't know. I Obviously, Army of Two was not like an amazing, incredible game, but I liked some of the stuff it was attempting to do, at least. Yep. And I like the guy behind this upcoming one yeah. who didn't work on the first one. And yeah, just, just the priority on... And I think it's a, it's a thing that's just appearing more and more in games in general. Just a priority on sort of optional, optional interactions that just let you do things yeah, like that. Just because, right? Yeah, just yeah. because. I think that they are going to make. I, I don't know. I love that sort of thing. It makes games feel a lot more awesome. I generally am not that big into sort of like feeling feeling like I'm the player or like you know right. or no, even I'm like self-expression yeah. in yeah, games right. and all yeah. that stuff. It, that stuff doesn't really 
make me uh, enjoy, or it's not something that I look for in a game. Right. right. But when, when games sort of fill in all the weird little cracks like that with actual contextually accurate uh, events, it makes that that does blow me away. Yeah. Uh, no, IGN.com. I, I agree. Like I don't. I don't really like. Well, I don't say I don't like, but I don't really play games for kind of like the power fantasy aspect of it, right. which is why I frequently just kind of get turned off these days by games where it's just like, you fucking go in there and you kill everyone. Like, I don't really care, but I like when a game, from just a mechanical point of view and just from like an immersion point of view, tries to actually give you the tools you would have if you were that person, even though that's not right. actually why it's, I'm in the it's game. It's really cool it's when a, a game weird... actually acknowledges, yeah. here are... Like here's an entire additional layer of interactions that you could do at this right. point. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is which is really nice because yeah. otherwise you are still just quake guy basically who right. can shoot yeah. guys and jump and mm. uh, they don't help you advance to the mission, but it makes the whole experience uh, slightly more pleasant. And it's yeah. it's really crazy seeing that. I mean, very slowly, but start to kind of pollinate into a number of genres, particularly ones where you just never would have seen that a yep. couple of years ago. Um, it's weird. It's weird when you can actually detect those trends in real time to the point where people give talks that are clearly like the first one of a certain subtrend, and you can sort of trace. Right. Like the it's it's crazy. This was not a thing that people he, were talking about even just several years ago. Right. Did you guys see Michael Booth's Left for Dead talk? I didn't, unfortunately. I, uh, I missed a lot of stuff this year for some yeah. reason. It was good. I mean, he didn't go over a whole lot of new ground, but I mean, it was just it, in this context, it was you know, it's it's it was pretty interesting. I mean, he, he was talking about how you know they thought of the four players as the player and uh and just sort of design the co-op around that to the point where you know mm. killing one off doesn't really make a difference and and just you know no, it can well it can. I, yeah but but in the sense that they're you know they're the systems that they were dealing with he actually went behind the ai director a lot which was kind of interesting just kind of like detailing all that stuff but but yeah that's a game that uh does co-op really really well and that's a game i that think does that's it, like the yeah. king of co-op right now for me i mean i, I can't think of a game that encourages cooperative play uh, like uh between players you, you know helping each other you right know? right Working to that degree a goal as yeah I, against a team yeah although it does have verses but yeah. Well, I, yeah i i i agree with you and i i think what's so interesting about that game is that it's it's tackling that issue from a very different stand like a different different uh point than these than these these other games we're talking about in that left for dead with the with a few exceptions like you can heal a dude or whatever which is a very direct mechanical cause and effect thing like that that's a very straightforward interaction that's not like the social thing most of what you're doing is you're just sort of going around like most of the actual cooperation stems entirely from positioning uh from from sort of just very straightforward combat teamwork and yet it feels extremely deep even though mechanically it's not that deep mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. entirely yeah. just been your, designed in your a way brain fills in a that. huge amount of gaps successfully. exactly yeah yeah right. he was talking about dialogue interjections exactly, that they put right. in also do yeah that. yeah he, he talked that a lot about that, that actually yeah for you but it's yeah. still very yeah it's yeah. a lot of it's the, the kind of the tension that you're under kind of makes you feel like more that everyone right. everyone is doing matters more yeah yeah because a lot a lot of cop games are kind of more kind of paced towards just you know going ahead and doing what right. you're doing well, like halo co-op or something yeah. it's, it's sort of just like all right fucking roll on to the next group and i really like halo co-op but i mean it's it's much more basic in that it's just sort of all right we're, we're gonna just fucking roll over this next group of yeah. guys in a creative way as opposed to like we actually rely on each other in a really meaningful way exactly yes. yeah I mean, that was actually something that the that the army that Hutchinson talked about. Hutchington, I think I always forget. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Okay. Is it? What, okay. When we talked to him, so. or when I talked to him recently, he talked a lot about that about trying to encourage uh, kind of true cooperation as opposed to just sort of twice the firepower. I mean, that's a really difficult yeah. thing to do. Very few games actually do that well, and then 
as I said, I think Army of Two swung too far in one direction right. and ended up not working entirely. But but it's a it's a tough problem to solve, especially in like an action genre where really finely tuned mechanics are extremely important. And then having multiple people in there doing them simultaneously, that's got to be a nightmare from a balance and gameplay design standpoint. But it's definitely like a thing that a lot of people are trying to do right now, which is very cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Do we do we want to maybe do a little reader mail and then yeah wrap it up? Yeah. We have reader mail. Yeah, I think we've we've read most of this week's reader mail, but I think we have a, at least one more here. Um, let's see here. Uh, Chris Berg writes: uh, My compadre and I were discussing the countdown to tears on live and games on the iPhone when we had an epiphany and a revelation at the same time. It would have brought us to tears had we not known that the tears are scheduled for a later date. Here's what's going down. In 2016, Neil Young plays a game created by Peter Molyneux that finally utilizes the PS3's ultimate potential. Potential. He will play this game through the online online service on the iPhone. Everything will be changed to IGN.com because Neil Young will not shed a tear, revealing once and for all that he is a cyborg. Because of this win for cyborgs, we will all shed multiple tears. Forever yours, Chris and Ryan. P.S. Can't wait for the DLC that adds puffins to Far Cry 2. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Most Christ. Most referential thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, P.P.S. If we missed any of the show's memes, please insert this in this email. <laughs> also, the wizard. <laughs> All right. Well done, yeah. uh, Chris Berg and Ryan somebody. <laughs> and the final meme us disregarding anything. Yeah, exactly email. right. Yeah. <laughs> what well, a jerk. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that email, but. Thanks for writing it. Mo Asman writes, Hi, guys, especially Jake, because I love him so in a non-homosexual way. Thank you. I'm maybe he wants to pat you on the butt. You guys should play Army of Two, and <laughs> Two when it comes out. Um, uh, my pets were cut. Oh, right. Well, keep pressing A. Maybe he'll sneak in an Easter egg. I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say that I'm the only Malaysian that listens to the podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So. A horrible gesture. That was an awkward time said, to laugh. When you, said, when, you said, <laughs> when you said maybe he'll sneak in an Easter egg, Lawrence made a horrible like hand going up into a place holding <laughs> an egg gesture. It was really unfortunate. Anyway. Right. <clears throat> so he says, I am also potentially the saddest gamer listening Wait, in. You, okay. Ouch. I've listened to all episodes, including the UK casts, while playing Football Manager 2009, also known as World Soccer Manager or something to you Americans, for the seventh season in a row for the third different team, simply because I don't have a gaming-capable PC. Um, and then he says what video card he has. Since I made the move to build a new PC see a few months back. I also have a broken PS2 and an Xbox that was killed by a lightning strike, and have yet gotten around to get a PS3 or 360, as it's still ridiculously expensive on my side of the world. $360 for an arcade 360, $480 for a PS3. Okay, without out of the way for you to laugh at and be shocked about, I've had a few questions. One, will you guys ever want to discuss piracy? I'm going to cut in right here and just say pretty much no. <laughs> I, I hate talking about that. Um, two, would you guys... I, I would be less opposed to it, except that Chris will kill me. Well, so. okay, I, I would be fine with it as long as... We didn't do it all the time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've gotten so many horrible emails to me about piracy because I tend to be pretty harsh on it. So, um, Two, would you guys ever be interested in reading about what it's like on this side of the world? I've always considered writing about it, but never got around to it. It's taken an interesting turn in habits as people are actually starting to buy PS3s and original games more than ever before, considering the alternative that both the three and the 360 and the Wii have faced fairly rampant piracy. Um, three, what's your most memorable... Oh, two, I would say... I mean, I'm sure, I would say that'd be interesting. Yes. Um, three, what's yeah, your most yes. memorable console system, not, including, not including the current generation? Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo? Yep, SNES. Yeah, I didn't I really fast. have any until... I mean, I had a PS1, but then after that, I didn't have one until PS2 era. Super Nintendo so. by a fucking million miles. Dreamcast, yes. I would, just, I would still say Super Nintendo by extension, because 
so many i mean i've weirdly even, i'd say super nintendo and then gamecube which makes me a weirdo probably. i would say gamecube also which is really strange well, dreamcast is my second because that kind of opened me up to multi-platform ah oh, that's cool there's hmm. um playstation but yeah the, the super nintendo came out for me like right as i was sort of understanding what a game was besides sort of just a thing that always exists yeah. i mean obviously i was born before a video game but uh not quite actually before an 8-bit video game hmm. before anyone whatever Ooh, i'm i'm not that old um, <laughs> I keep talking sorry <laughs> i was just uh, fuck me fucking everything i'm done never mind super nintendo all right um yeah mario <laughs> that guy's cool uh uh four Chris, God. can you do your world-famous gamer anorak voice for me? Uh, sure, I'll read your next question in that voice. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Why hasn't anyone made a new goddamn Blast Corp yet? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Mo6 from the Land of the Laws. Okay. <laughs> the Blast Corp thing might be down to whoever owns the rights to the property because it was made by Rare on the N64. Right, and yeah. there was that whole weird split thing, Nintendo, so I don't really yeah, know yeah. who's got that. That's true. There was a Perfect Dark and a Banjo. Yeah, they got those, but I know that Nintendo got some of them. I think Nintendo may actually have Blast Corp. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick Brecken <laughs> writes, when are you guys recording? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm waiting. Well, <laughs> what's the answer? Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know. All right. Uh, Ryan Arnold can't writes, can't be a recording. Uh, hey, all thumbs. Long time listener of your podcast. I have a 25-mile bike commute, so a good podcast. It's something I appreciate on the long ride to home. Anyway, I've been listening, or I've been enjoying the Countdown to Tears, which I guess has been supplanted by Molyneux's Countdown to an Offer You Can't Refuse, or some other Godfather reference. Anyhow, I was wondering if you guys saw this video. Shit, no. Uh, sorry, oh, that didn't mean shit, no. I meant like, <laughs> oh shit, I haven't seen it. Um, shit, no. It's old Rihanna Pratchett, writer for EA's Mirror's Edge, talking about how we should forget about games making us cry. Is this a thinly veiled challenge to her ex-EA colleague, Neil Young? You be the judge. Ryan, T. Ryan Arnold, THQ, QA Database Administrator. A good question. I don't think she ever worked there at the same time he did, because she's a contract writer, and he was... She replaced him. <laughs> yeah, when he left. Uh, no, she. I don't think she works there at all. She, I think she just did like contract writing on Mirror's Edge, and then mm-hmm. Neil Young was formerly like a VP at EALA. Yeah. This is probably a way more serious answer than he expected. They probably had some kind of crazy rivalry that we could talk about. I think she and... flew into the office and punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then For he, some reason, I imagine cried. that like on a broomstick when you, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you I don't know, like fly, I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, well, hopefully they all attended all of the really interesting talks on, uh, on <laughs> this Pierce? very subject. She and, did yeah. attend the Margaret Robertson talk. Oh, okay. Mm, there you go. So we're having a conversation with Margaret afterwards. So maybe you will see some changes in her storytelling coming up. <laughs> All right. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we, should, we can probably call this a wrap here. Yeah. Call this a wrap. Cool. Do people say that? I don't know. Probably not. We should I wrap this up and call it that. It, yep. it might be a wrap. Duncan is gesturing with his finger. He's making circular <laughs> motions. Conjuring a wrap. Video game. Lawrence, you have to make one. Make one what? That's a week. Who was it? Was it Alan? Duncan fell over in there.